We're at a point in scripture where we meet uh, a gentleman. His name is in English Phineas. Or in Hebrew, it's Pinchas. Everybody say Pinchas. Or as Kramer in Seinfeld says, Poor Pinchas. <laughs> Poor little Pinchas. <laughs> so if they're in the message, you hear me go, Poor Pinchas. Poor little Pinchas. You'll know where that came from. So we meet Poor Little Pinchas. Um, in this Torah portion, which bears his name. And he does something amazing, and we know the story uh, with the javelin and these two people that were in sin. And it's an amazing thing that he comes into the picture right now. So you must understand the place we're in, in the scripture at the time. We're at the end of the journey. We're at the end of the wilderness journey. They're very close to coming in. And the enemy rises up. And I believe what we see in this Torah portion pertains to the end of time because we we see certain things in the last few chapters, which is at the end of the walk, the end of the wilderness walk, before they go into the promised land, before they enter that final battle for Jerusalem, certain things happen. The children of Israel, number one, were attacked physically up from the heights, And then they were attacked by two kings of of the Amorites. They defeated both of them. So that attack from the enemy did not work on the children of God. So then the enemy changed tactics. And then Bilam tried to curse them, or or Balak hired Bilam to curse them. So, So the physical attack didn't work. So the enemy tried to curse them. That did not work. Adonai put an end to that. He would not allow curse to come onto the people of Israel. So then the enemy tries tactic number three, where some Midianite women kind of came strolling into the camp with their skirts up. And the children of Israel fell for that one. So the attack, the, the physical attack didn't work. They tried to curse them, didn't work. But then they tried to bring sin into the camp. Adonai allowed it. And the children of Israel succumbed to it. And it wound up causing a plague. And then Pincus, poor little Pincus, takes the spear and does his thing. And it's an amazing thing that he does it because we don't hear from this guy Pincus all throughout the story. Except for one place which I just realized and I believe it says something very, very important about all of us. If you rewind the pages, give me your best rewind sound. See, that was between the lines. Wasn't much of a melody, but... So if we go back to the beginning of the story, I'm going to read it. If we go back to the beginning of the story, um, this is my Bible. If we go back all the way to Moses on the mountain, I mean, right at the beginning, when he was just being called to deliver the people from Egypt, way back then, Exodus 6, while he's up on the mountain, God takes a little bit of a redirection, 
And he starts to list out the names of leaders while he's up on the mountain. Nothing to do, per se, with the actual story of the deliverance from Egypt. He just takes a little detour in the word, and he starts to list out people's names. And he lists out, and I'm going to read it, and hang in there, because these readings of names can be quite boring. This is on the mountain. These were the heads of the families. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, were Hanoch, Palu, Hetzron, and Carmi. These were the families of Reuben. The sons of Shimon were Yemuel, Yamin, Ohad, Yachin, Socher, and Shaul, the sons of the Canaanite woman. These were the families of Shimon. These are the families, the names of the sons of Levi with their descendants, Gershon, Kahat, Merari. Levi lived to be 137 years old. The sons of Gershon were Livni, Shimri with their families. The sons of Kahat were Amran, Yitzchar, Hebron, Uziel, Snoozeville. Kahat lived to be 133 years old. The sons of Merari were Machli and Mushi. These were the families of Levi with their descendants. Amran married Yocheved, his father's sister, and she bore him Aharon and Moshe, Aaron and Moses. Amran lived to be 137 years old. The sons of Yisar were Korah, Nepheg, Zichri. The sons of Uziel were Mishael, Elzavan, and Sitri. Aharon, Aaron, married Elisheva, daughter of Aminadav, the sister of Nachshon, and she bore him Nadav, Avihu, Nadab, and Abayu, Elazar, and Itamar. The sons of Korach were Asir, Elkanah. Where'd I go? And Avisaaf. These were the Korchi families, the families of Korah. Elazar, the sons of Aaron, married one of the daughters of Pituel, and she bore him Pinchas. Poor little Pinchas. That is the first time we hear of this guy, Pinchas. Way back when. The last, the last to be listed. He must have been no more than a baby at that time. Little baby Pinchas. Oh, little Pinkus. Forty-year journey. They, he experienced as a baby the plagues. He came out. He went through the Red Sea. saw God as a baby. Forty years. We've gone through almost the entire Torah at this point. The last portion in the book of Numbers is next week. Then we go to Deuteronomy. Like we're hitting the end of this thing. And 40 years, we don't hear boo from this guy Pinchas. He was just somebody named at the beginning and all these amazing journeys and things that people did and amazing stories and amazing stories of deliverance and challenge and failure and success. He is nowhere to be found in the story. But all of a sudden, we're at the end of the journey and sin comes into the camp and immorality comes into the camp because the Midianite women came with their little skirts And then Adonai releases a plague amongst the people. I mean, this is like like hell for Moses. Like, he was a rabbi that had the most challenging congregation ever. 
Like sometimes when you guys are going at it with each other, I'm like, well, thank God I'm not Moses. I mean, can you imagine? It's like the end of the journey. They're about to enter into the promised land, and now they've just entered into this horrible sin with, with, uh, with sexual immorality, and now God is wiping people out. 24,000 people died. This is a catastrophe. This is a rabbi's nightmare. Can you imagine I mean, this is a nightmare. I mean, they've gone through all the lessons that they had to learn on their journey. They're close to coming in, but they just screw the heck up. And now God is like pouring out this plague on them. And Moses is standing there like, "Uh, what do I do? It actually says in the writings of the sages, the Jewish sages, that Moses didn't know what to do because he too was married to a Midianite. And he felt like insecure because what happened was the, the, the leader of the tribe of Shimon, you know, shacked up with this Midianite and just did it blatantly, brazenly. Like, hey, took her up in front of everybody, you know? This is the story. And he takes her into his chamber in front of everybody, like right in front of the Mishkan, said, you know what? I'm doing this in front of everybody. And Moses was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what a, what a nightmare experience. All of a sudden, 40 years later, after we first hear the word Pinchas, when he was a little baby, we didn't hear bupkis, we didn't hear boo about him, all this journey, all of a sudden, he somehow spiritually sees the root of this plague and picks up a javelin and, and kills these two, the son of, um, of, 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 of Simon Simeon and the woman, Cosby, that he shacked up with, kills them, and the plague goes away. And Adonai says, this guy had the zeal of the Lord in him. And to me, I believe that this is something that pertains to the end times. Okay? Number one, we are going to see increased battle. Because the children of Israel saw increased battle. One of the kings that they had to defeat was named Og. That sounds like Gog, which is an end times battle. That's number one. Number two... The enemy will try to curse, but the enemy does not have power to curse God's kids. But at the end, number three, you will see God will allow sin. It even says in the beginning, sin is crouching at the door, but you can master it. He will allow, he allows sin, unrighteousness to, to, to be, we are confronted with it. And I believe that as we're hitting the time of the end, God is allowing it. He is allowing it unrighteousness is is at the door of the children of God, so we must be mindful of it. I believe he is going to allow it, and we are going to see unrighteousness in these coming weeks and months like we've never seen before. But be mindful, people of God. Learn the lesson from the children of Israel who allowed the Midianite women to come and infect the camp and then have them become um, um, yoked with Baal by doing it. But in comes Pinchas. Poor little Pinchas. We haven't heard heard boo about him in 40 years. And he comes in with something really crazy and radical. 
and saves the day. I believe that also at the end, God is going to raise up something in God's kids. Something of him. Because Pinchas, it said he had the zeal of the Lord. And in this time, we are going to see people who you didn't hear boo from. From the beginning, almost seems like they're just like non-entities in the body of Messiah, but there is no such thing. We are hitting the time that there's a sea that is within each of you that is going to rise up and do something spectacular for the Lord. And we are going to see that. I believe we're going to see that because we are at the times of the end and that Yeshua within you cannot just be held back. He will rise up. Rise up. He will rise up. He will rise up within you with something. And the people will mock. The Jewish sages also say that after uh, Pinchas did his thing, the people were like, what the heck was that about? What was that? And they started to blame it on his ancestry because his mama was a former pagan and his grandmama was a former pagan. And they're like, aha, this is that, this is from like his bloodline. This wasn't from the Lord. This is what the Jewish writings say. And people will look at us and they will judge. And they will say, no, 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 no. But nothing will stop. Nothing will stop Yeshua, the seed, the root of David from rising up within you at the end of time. And even if you feel like since the beginning, since you were called out of Egypt, this is when we first accepted him, that like God hasn't been doing anything in you. Oh, yeah, you just wait. You just wait. Pinchas had to wait 40 years for him to enter the story in a real way. And he got to go and cross the Jordan and be with the Israelites on the other side. Moses did not. So do not judge. Watch what we judge. God is doing amazing things in his people. And will do amazing things in his people. But we're like all those people like, no, 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 no. That's not of the Lord. Allow the Lord to seek out the seed Messiah in people. The Lord sees what we don't see. The Lord sees in you what people don't see. The Lord sees in you what you don't see in yourself. He sees it. Why? Because he recognizes himself. He recognizes himself. He knows what he looks like. He knows what he looks like. So we can look at people that are all messed up, that just seem to be wasting their lives, even people that are just kind of screwed up in sin. But Yeshua knows how to, he knows how to divert all that. He knows how to navigate it. He knows how to say, aha, I see myself right there. And I'm going to rise up right there. Rise up. Rise up. 
and nothing will stop him. They will mock. They will mock you. They will look and say, no, this can't be of the Lord. They will use logic. They will use reason. They will use everything they can to put it down, but it cannot be stopped. Once the seed is planted, it will take root in good soil and it will come about. And it doesn't matter. It's amazing. It's the end of the story where we see Pinchas, poor little Pinchas, rise up. You know, so many people discredit older people. So many people can think that old people or older people or senior citizens or elderly people have no value. Baloney. 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 Yeah, they can go in a nursing home, but at least they had a really good life. Like, it's devalued. You know what I mean? Old people are devalued. But I can't tell you how many people come to me when their, their older moms and dads are, are, are on their deathbeds and they're weeping. Why are they weeping? Because they still have value. There's so much value. God is not an age discriminator. So you can have somebody who's in their latter years, 80, 90 years old, rise up. Rise up. Rise up. And nothing is going to stop it. And nothing is going to stop it. And in this day, because unrighteousness is starting to wield its weapon like it's never before and will continue to and will get worse, you are going to see people rise up like Pincus did at the end of the journey because Pincus saw something that wasn't there. He witnessed the snake on the pole just like two chapters ago where sin had to be put on a pole, and that stopped the serpents from, from bleeding, or from, from eating, from, from biting. And we know, we learned it even last week in the scripture when it talks about who Pincus stabbed, the words say stabbed Aleph Tav, the man, Aleph Tav, the woman, Aleph Tav. And I believe that he saw that because he knows that, uh, that when sin goes on the pole... Let me put it this way. There's only one whose death stops the plague. He's in there somewhere. There's only one whose death stops a plague. He's in there. And I believe Pinchas was raised up for a time like that. Time like this. For such a time as this. For such a time as this. For such a time as this. So be mindful Children of God, be mindful. Be mindful not to judge what Yeshua is doing in others. He's going to do things in others that we don't understand. Rise up. Father, give us the mind, give us the eyes to see what you are doing. Give us the eyes, Adonai, and, and the understanding to not touch God's anointed. When David was told, Saul, your enemy is right here. He's there taking a leak. You can do a pinchas right now yourself. You can do it right now. King David said, oh no, that was for pinchas, but that is not for me. I will not touch God's anointed. Look in the Hebrew. I will not touch Mashiach Adonai. Father, help us in this time. Father, help us in this time. Father, help us in this time. I got to tell you, as, as somebody who hates confrontation, some people are really good at it. 
I suck at it. I avoid it. That's why I hate election time. Because everybody's just battling each other. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Be mindful, children of God. Unrighteousness is at the door of the church. Unrighteousness is at the door of the church. God is allowing it. He's allowing it. He's allowing it. Rise up, Yeshua. 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 Don't listen to the notes of the song. Look for the notes in the middle of the notes where he is. Rise up, Yeshua. 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 Praise you, Adonai. Praise you, Adonai. Praise you, Adonai. Praise you, Adonai. I will close with this one thing, and I've said it before. At every point in our life, we get to make the same choice that the children of Israel got to make when Yeshua was with Pilate. Do you want Yeshua or do you want Barabbas? Yeshua is the prince of peace. Barabbas is the warrior who fights in the natural. In fact, a generation after that whole episode, another bar, Bar Kokhba was his name, son of light, claimed to be the Messiah. This is historical fact, not even uncommon fact. The people of Israel rallied around him, Bar Kokhba. I believe it's the same spirit as Barabbas. People rallied around him. Jerusalem was pummeled, decimated. And all the curses that we see in the scripture just came upon the children of Israel at that time. Mothers eating children to stay alive, things like that. So we have that choice at every moment. Who do we choose? Yeshua or Barabbas? Barabbas fights the power that be. Yeshua fights the powers and principalities. At every point, we have that choice. Who do we choose? Barabbas or Yeshua? There could be a... It's, it's tough. To, we got to put on our spiritual glasses. Because, you know, what? Pinchas may have looked like Barabbas at that time. Because it was very violent what he did. So Adonai, help us during this time. You are awesome, Adonai. You are great, Adonai. No one can comprehend the goodness of, of, of you. No one can comprehend, Adonai, the greatness of who you are and what you have planned for us. Know us, Adonai. Seek us. Know us. Reveal to us any wicked way within us. Lead us in the way everlasting, Adonai. Rise up, Yeshua. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Give us your eyes. Give us your ears. Give us your hands, Adonai. Give us Yeshua's hands. Give us Yeshua's feet.
Allow us, Adonai, to give people the grace to be Yeshua, even if we don't understand that aspect of you. Help us, Adonai. Help us to not get in your way. Help us to get out of your way. Help us to get out of your way, Adonai. Your plans are so far above our understanding. Are so far above our understanding. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Adonai. Like Pinchas, he is going to rise up, rise up, rise up. Rise up after a 40-year wilderness journey. He's going to rise up. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father.